0: This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club and just by listening you're a member. My name is Colton Brat,
1: And I'm Sydney Larrelly.
0: And we have just finished reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Ooh. Um which means that hopefully you, the listener, have also just finished reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you haven't, then just wrap it up. We're talking about chapters 31, 32, and the epilogue today because that is uh, all that we had left. So make sure you have all the way to the end because we're going to be doing some major spoilers this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a little.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Before you we get into it, we need to talk about next. Week, we're doing one wrap up episode, one wrap up episode, and then the following week, we're doing one week off. And Ooh. then the following <laughs> week, don't cheer for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following week, we're starting our next book, which is Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, uh, which is the first book in the Stormlight Archive series, which will we be doing for the foreseeable future? The next yeah. 50 to 70 years, probably. We're going to be working on at least this series. 50 to 70 years. I
1: don't think it'll take us that <laughs> long to do. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, 50 years from now, really old Colton and Sydney are just chilling, still working through the, the Stormlight archives.
0: Yeah, both of us very infuriated that it's making us go... That so, <laughs> we love making this podcast, but genuinely, it's so slow compared to what either of us normally read. And so it's very much like, Okay, here we go. Let's yeah. Let's get it. I get it. Yep, let's do this. So, we're excited uh when the new book starts, we may have uh we may transfer into a system that makes it go a little bit faster. But don't worry. We'll keep you all updated on all that. So, no need to be to be worried too much. You you will know exactly what we're doing based on what we tell you. All righty. Are you ready to get started, Sydney?
1: I'm ready. I do have one question for you. I asked you this earlier, okay. but want you to tell me now the book is over okay what are what are your thoughts on it like did you like it Mm -hmm. like just tell me your thoughts
0: i think this book is good but i don't also sydney want to talk too much about what i think about it until the next episode yeah because the next episode we need need content i really liked the ending i think the (laughs) ending might have been my favorite part of the whole thing just like the way he wraps everything up seems very is very nice and fun um uh it will. It will. It or has earned a place on my shelf, but it will likely not be removed from my shelf again. If that makes sense, it will.
1: <laughs> this is
0: not one that I will reread, but it's one that I enjoyed reading. Does that make sense?
1: To be fair, yes. To be fair, I probably wouldn't have reread it either. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't reread most of my books. I, for the most part,
0: if they're in my favorite, like my my like oh this is my favorite book ever, which I've I have like two series that I really love, I reread. I reread read those series like once every four years. I'll come back and be like, "Time to read them," and then just go through the whole series really yeah. quick. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what that's that's my thoughts for this episode. Next episode, I'll give you more in-depth thoughts about uh, what I liked, what I didn't, what I would change. You know, books. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. First up, Sydney. is chapter thirty-one, which is yours.
1: Sure is. Okay, so we start off. Um, Charlie is in a. Uh, so last time you remember he passed out and that's where the last chapter ended. But he is Why in he pass out? a room with like because Paiter bit him.
0: Okay, that's and then l- you know I was asking for the listener, not for me, right? Like you know I wasn't forgetting. I was asking because <laughs> you just said he passed out, and I wanted the listener to know it wasn't just like I know what <laughs> Anyways, um. So I'm he's offended.
1: Kind of delirious at the moment. Why? <laughs> mm.
0: He is delirious. Keep going. Okay. It's good.
1: Um, so he's he's in this room with white curtains, the like the windows are open. Uh he doesn't know exactly how long he's been in this room, but he figures it's probably been like close to four weeks, so about a month. Um he has like different nurses that come in, Dora being one of them. Um, so you know, people coming in all the time, checking on him. He also sees mm-hmm. people who aren't alive coming in. So um, he sees I at one point who, who stops in and um, talks to him a little bit about his own death, um, about being. Uh, so I guess I kind of knows now that he's dead. He knows that the knife that he had the poison on it that he died from was um, wasp venom venom. And mm-hmm. they figured that the guy, Jeff, who killed him. They figure he probably had some gray person do it, and then that gray person probably also died trying to get the venom. Um, but so they talk okay. a little bit about that, about how the wasp, like wasp venom, is more dangerous now than it used to be. Um, you know, yada yada. Uh, he also sees, um, you know, he also sees Claw. So if you remember, Claw, Claw's the guy that um, fought Charlie in the first, mm-hmm. uh, the first round of the Fair One um but charlie killed him claw comes in and is like you know you cheated and charlie's like well what did you expect like you know i really didn't have any other option if you were my shoes you would have done the same thing um for sure and that's really all they talk about that interaction's pretty short and then kellen comes in which yay kellen i thought we were done with him but here he is (laughs) um (laughs) kellen comes in and basically tells charlie you're dying you know myself and my night soldiers will see you soon um that kind of thing and charlie's like no i don't think so um and then lastly in this section uh because charlie thinks i mean we don't really know if charlie's actually seeing these people or if he's just like making it up yeah but radar starts to like growl at this point and that's because she spots uh Petra in the corner and charlie sees Petra, and then screams and then dora comes in and is like are you okay and yeah charlie's like i'm fine it's okay um and that's where the end of section one so that's the end of section one uh section two uh charlie talks about the fact that he sees a lot of the living as well so he has comet and quilly and stux comes in um stux cheek has now been sewn up uh you know Mm. he's but he's pretty much his same old self um Kind of silly, which is good. He hasn't changed too much, even though Fremmy Dunn died. But um uh he comes in, Claudia comes in, and so we actually learn that the people who were like harmed, like the great people are starting to heal a little bit, like they're not perfect, like the worst of their, you know, um imperfections and stuff from the curse hasn't healed completely, but they have gotten a lot better. Same with like the royals. So Claudia can hear a little bit, not great, and so she still talks in that like really loud voice. Woody can't really see um, Leia we find out can talk again like you know just they're starting to heal a little bit which is really good Like we don't mm-hmm. know if they'll ever heal completely really doesn't think they will but the fact that they are getting better is good and the curse is obviously stopped and they're not going to get worse mm-hmm. um, so Claudia comes in with uh, Freed at one point and uh, Freed has had to have his leg amputated and so now he's being pushed around in a wheelchair but he's living so that's a good thing. Um, and he tells Charlie that he thinks he'll be okay. He's clearly healing, like the infection's gone, like he'll be okay. Um, yeah. And they just talk about that a little bit. Uh, Claudia, like, you know, always screams like normal. Um, but they talk about the fact that Charlie's not going to have, like, he's still going to be able to use his arm, but he's not going to have the same strength in it that he used to just because some of the muscle is going to be gone now for good and will never come back. Um, right. That kind of thing.
0: Which is really sad.
1: Yes, it is sad. But at least be he has forever. use of his arm still. Like, he'll be able... Yeah, but at least he still has use of it. And it's not, like, completely yeah. useless. Like, at least it didn't have to be, like, amputated. Like, Freed's leg, you know?
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: Um, That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so, then Percy comes in and they talk. And Percy hasn't been to Venice yet, or to visit yet because he's been... He's been busy, mm. like he's working, he's doing his thing, um, but he he comes in and they talk a little bit. Percy tells him about the fact that, you know, people have are coming in to help and like, you know, the towns are starting to fill up again and, you know, there's a bunch of people working in the city and it's kind of like getting back to the way that it was. Um, Which is kind good. Of the, the three spires of the castle that were green are now back to their original blue, so they weren't that ugly green color. <laughs> um, you know, the I missed freaky that. tendrils are gone, I'm sure.
0: When I read that, really? I missed that they changed color. I didn't realize that. Oh, Weird. it says,
1: the glass in the three spires is changing by the day, from the ugly dark green to the blue that it was in the old days.
0: Oh, well, that's, that's good. She said. I yeah. I don't know why I didn't see that, but that's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, They're trying to set up the trolleys again. Trolley's not entirely sure how they work, but we kind of yeah. find out that there's some kind of like stationed by like the water that somehow gets them to work like something like that um but they're starting to set up the trolleys again things are starting to go back to normal um which is really good and that's the end of section two uh section three comes up the sun you know is going up and down people are coming and going through charlie's room um leia at this point hasn't come to visit until one day she does she does come to visit and so she's queen now um she comes in Mm -hmm. She's wearing this really pretty white dress. Uh, she doesn't have a crown on her head, but she's got like a ring on her finger that Charlie assumes is like, you know, something that all the like the qu- king and queen would have worn because it's got like a butterfly on it. Um, yeah. So she she finally comes in. He goes to bow to her and she's like, no, don't do that. Um, and then they mm-hmm. hug, which is really cute and charlie's like i thought you it wouldn't is. come like i thought you just were going to ignore me and she's like i was just very busy but we really need to mm-hmm. talk and so this is the end of section three and so section four yep. they uh start talking and tr- she like i said she can talk again her mouth has become like like scars like scabs mm-hmm. like it's healing but it's never going to be completely normal um and she's still very thin. Like, it's still hard for her to, like, you know, she can drink yeah. and stuff, but it's not necessarily easy, as easy as it would be for, like, a regular person. Um, she, Yeah. And I feel really bad for her, actually, in this section, because she clearly is very insecure about the scars on her face. And, mm-hmm. like, throughout this whole section, she, like, tr- constantly tries to cover it up. And Charlie's like, no, don't do that. Like, you're still beautiful. You know, that kind of thing um it's
0: like you know that kind of thing but just like a regular thing to do
1: yeah yeah <laughs> um but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but they talk about you know just how things are starting to get back to how they were um they talk about just the fact mm-hmm. that um they talk about the sundial they talk about eldon a little bit so we find out our uh we find out the sundial um because she asks if Charlie's been on the sundial, because obviously Radar has, and Charlie's like, no, you know, I haven't. But we find out the sundial actually makes people infertile. um, And it also brings out, like, the worst in them. Like, it makes them very evil. And Charlie's like, well, no, Mr. Bodich was on it, and he is not evil. But then he thinks about it and is like, well, he kind of was, like, I mean, not, like, evil as in, like, go out and, like, harm other people kind of evil, but he was just very, he was, like, a recluse. Like, he could have, he could have, you know, helped what was happening at best but he chose not to he could have you know um shut Mm -hmm. down like hidden the world better than he did like different things like that that he didn't do that kind of shows that the sundial did impact him in that way um yeah but she thinks about that and leia tells him that she thinks that charlie helped him to become better so he wasn't wasn't Mm -hmm. entirely good on his own but with charlie's help he was able to become a better person um they talk about that and they talk about the fact that Charlie is no longer really the prince. He's starting to revert back to how he was before. So his hair is starting to go back and everything. He's starting to become just regular Charlie again. Which Which, which
0: let me just I, say I, I, is 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 strange. Because it's it's like Is he or is he not supposed is he like what is a prince if not a person who is meant to lead is he or is he not a prince because he is a prince who just like has the power to open doors i guess and then he's also not a prince because yeah. his hair goes back and it's like haha screw you what that's imagine well, being think- like the, the foretold of destiny and then the the then it goes like actually you're not you just you killed one guy and now you're just you again that's lame yeah. i don't i don't like that
1: well i think i think It's just because he, so he was like, it was like a prophecy, right? Like he was the prince in this prophecy. And then once the prophecy was fulfilled, he went back to being himself again.
0: Lame. That makes sense. I'm sorry. It's lame. It's a lame thing that happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's not much you can Um, say. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyways. So um, they uh, talk about. Elden again a little bit so they talk about the fact that um well Charlie had asked about the fact that they had to go up to go down right and Charlie actually Leia tells him that um there were actually multiple or at least two ways that she knows of to get to that Mm -hmm. like you know area with Gog and Gog and stuff how to get down there um but she they had to go she told him that they had to go the long way so that they didn't risk running into Elden's group because obviously she didn't want that right away um yeah. But they talk about that. They talk about the fact that, you know, if they hadn't chosen to go that way, I would still be alive. But then again, Kellen would probably still be alive. So, you know, it just kind of you know there's there's wins and there's loses. Loses, losses. <laughs> yeah, there's wins and there's losses. I meant losses. <laughs> um, but they talk about that. Uh they talk about Petra, uh just the fact that if she had become queen, things would have gotten even worse. Uh, you know, that kind of right. thing. Um and I talk about the fact that uh, part of the reason Leia hasn't come to visit is because every time she sees Charlie, she thinks about Eldon and about what she had to do. Like with mm-hmm. Eldon, the fact that she had to kill him. And every single time she looks at she looks at Charlie, she thinks about that. And that's yeah. hard for her, which is fair. You know, totally. I get that. Um, talks about that. She also talks about the fact that when she looks at Charlie, she also thinks about the fact that, um, she all this time she knew that you know what Eldon had done she knew this but she refused to go and help she just stayed and was a farm girl and felt sorry for herself and so she thinks about that a lot she feels like this kind of shame about the fact that she didn't mm-hmm. step out to help earlier um, yeah so all these things she's kind of just like bashing on herself this entire section which I feel really bad oh for.
0: yeah yeah I like her again by the way
1: yeah yeah, I like her too. Two weeks ago, I didn't um, like
0: her, but now I like her again.
1: Yeah, uh, but Charlie tells her about the fact that um, he has also done things that he, you know, regrets and feels shame for, and you know things yeah. like that. And so we find out that one of the things that he did that was really, really bad that he hadn't told us about the things. One of the things he did with Birdie was he actually stole a crippled man's crutches and then threw them into a pond, which is really. <laughs> What a terrible thing to
0: do. But also, I think it's so funny. Imagine you're Stephen King, and now you have to think of something bad, but not like go to jail forever bad. Something bad enough to traumatize a kid, but also not so bad that we want him to be like see justice for it. So that's like a hard balance that uh, Stephen had to, had to, uh, (laughs) like, he had to find something that was like, man, I can't believe you did that. But also something that was like, And that's all I want to say about it. Because if it was like I murdered a guy with Birdie Bird, we'd be like, okay, so now we need to get you arrested. But if it was like something yeah. small, like I threw turds at a windshield, it's like you were a kid. It's okay. So he needed divide to find the balance, which he did find, of like, hey, that sucks. Uh, yeah. Hey, why'd you do that? That sucks. And we he found it. It was yeah. stealing a criminal guy's clutches <laughs> yeah.
1: But he also like made it apply to the situation, because there was really no reason for him to tell this story. But he does say, because Leia asks, why did you tell me this? And he says, I stole your crutches. All I can say in my defense is that I had to. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, Leia proceeds to say, like, she tells him, you know, you couldn't be content here because Leia is a lot older than him. And basically, they've decided that they cannot be together, even though they love each other, which is really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so sad.
0: Charlie finds somebody else on the next page. Don't worry too much.
1: (laughs) For about a couple hours. But yeah.
0: Couple hours, wow, for a first time, that's great. Good job, Charlie.
1: I don't know. Um, that was such a dumb <laughs> joke. I'm
0: sorry, that was so stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Okay, moving on. Um, basically, Leia tells Charlie that like he they can't be together. (laughs) Colin, calm down. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, Leia basically tells Charlie, you know, they can't be together. Um. And basically that she thinks Charlie wouldn't be content here anyways, because he's not from this world. And so he wouldn't feel content here. And if he continues to stay here for too much longer, he's not going to be able to go back home either. So it's like this delicate balance between, you know, you can't, you wouldn't be happy in either places if you stayed here. Um, But, you know, they do this thing where they like touch each other's lips and they tell each other, they love each other. And that's the end of the section. And it's so sad. It's so sad. They'd be but so then cute right together. Away- I was a little Okay, well, let me have this moment where I am so sad. I when I first read this okay. book, I was like, dude, you couldn't have made them just end up together somehow. Come on now. Okay, yeah. that's all. Uh starting with section five, um, the next day Eris and Jaya come to visit uh you know, they, they talk a little bit, they talk about different things going on. They don't talk about like what happened in Deep Maleen, the Night Soldiers or any of that. They just talk about like good, you know, happier things. Um Jaya like tells Charlie that she really likes his uh his backpack. Um, that kind of thing. They, you know, talk about the fact that they're going to be leaving pretty that Charlie's leaving pretty soon. Um they talk about mm-hmm. the fact that there's parties going on at night and the, Charlie's going to miss them, but, you know, whatever. And then that night, Eris returns. Blown, blown, and she's blown, in this, like, blown. really pretty dress. And she says, she says, will you lie with me, Charlie? And Charlie's like, yeah, sure. And so, you know, they uh, they then have sex, which is Charlie's first time. So that's fun.
0: And it feels and so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard that song?
1: I don't. No, I
0: haven't. It's by The Lonely Island. It's very good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will never fully understand why Stephen King thought to add this little tiny paragraph into this whole book. Like It's talked about and then it's mentioned briefly one time later that he lost his virginity and that's it.
0: Yeah, I know why he mentioned it. I feel like Stephen King might have a contract with some kind of demon or something where the demon was like, hey, I'll make you a famous writer, but all of your books must have some amount of like weird sex with a child. And this is what he decided to throw in here, a 17 year old. Just to like pop it in at the end because no. he, he, the demon, the demon's like, hey, you could be famous, but like they're not even with a the child. There just has to be sex. There can't not be sex. And here it is for this one. Steven hates <laughs> it. That's why he put made it so small here. But he's like, the demon says, so I have to do it.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I would say I disagree with that as someone who's read his books before, but.
0: <laughs> I've read a couple. It happens in a few of them. I was in a few one where it's just like, oh, yeah. and they have sex. It's like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on. Section six. Um, uh, Char- Charlie talks about the fact that before he leaves uh, Empus, he has two more t- visitors. So Claudia and Woody come in. Um, again, remember, Claudia can hear a little bit, but not super well, but well enough that like yeah. he can talk to her. And Woody can't see it all still. Um, but he comes in. And they come in and they're, like, you know, thanking Charlie for this. And then Charlie proceeds to get really angry with them because they sat around and did nothing. And I kind of get it. But also, he needs to calm down a little. Um, And they proceed to tell him that, look, you're wrong. Like, only Leia could rally the people and we couldn't. Um, And Charlie's like, well, you still could have gone and tried to help her. And they're like, no, only you could have. Like, that was your job. Like, we had to wait for you. That kind of thing. It was a prophecy. And they basically, per- yeah, the- yeah, they basically proceed to tell him that, you know, we, we don't want you to be angry with us when you leave. Like, we don't want you to leave angry. So, you know, can we like kind of forget about all this? And Charlie's like, yes, you're <laughs> right. I don't want to be, a- I don't want to be angry with you guys. I don't want to leave angry. That kind of thing.
0: <laughs> can we just forget about this? I'm sorry. You're angry. I can see you're angry. But can we just forget about all this? I feel like it'd be easier if you weren't angry anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, but we also find out that Charlie's got this gold door knocker that they gave to him. Uh, that probably weighs about four pounds so that he'll take home and eventually will sell. And he still has the bucket of gold at home, so he's all set for life. This man doesn't have to work a day in his life.
0: Roughly eighty four thousand dollars, he tells us, which is so Just funny. Why is it so spe- why is it so specific? Eighty four is so funny to me because he says know. roughly eighty four thousand, which makes me laugh because if I was like if I was writing a letter to someone and I was saying it's worth roughly, I would just have gone to the broadest. It worth roughly eighty thousand, but eighty or even eighty five yeah. thousand got halfway. But it's I, I it yeah. made me laugh out loud. When I read it because like that's such a specific number. It's worth about eighty four thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> At least it, it's not like eighty four thousand one hundred and twenty or something.
0: <laughs> eighty four thousand three hundred sixty one dollars, about roughly. <laughs>
1: Maybe off a penny or two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then Charlie asked for a sledgehammer, and that's the end of section six. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just telling you what happened.
0: You said it in such a... <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> That was so silly. Okay, continue.
1: Cohen's dying over here. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm having a great time. This episode's um, been fun.
1: Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, section seven. Uh, Charlie talks about the fact that, you know, he'll never forget about what he saw in the dark. Well, Um, you know, he'll never forget about this stuff. Uh, And basically, they give him a send-off the next day. And the send-off is he gets to ride, like, shotgun in this, like, cart that's, like, driven by a couple of mules. Dora's uh driving it. Um Leia is waiting at the gates and she she says this is Prince Charlie who now goes to his home he carries our thanks with him and my enduring gratitude speed him with love people of Emphas this is my command and then he gets out and like she gives him like this garland around his his neck and then she gets out and they kiss and that's the end of chapter 31
0: woo let's get it yeah. and let's get really quickly on to chapter 32. Okay. Here it goes. Uh, chapter 32. It was his last night in Empus, and so he stayed where he stayed on his first night, in Dora's house under, uh, right by the fireplace on the floor. Um, and uh, when he he uh, says he has bad dreams of Eldon or Gog. Oh, wait. Does it say he had bad dreams? Oh, no. Sorry. He had no bad dreams. See, here's the thing. Saying I didn't have bad dreams is such a, a funny sentence to me because it wasn't. Am I, <laughs> hey, Sydney! Last night I woke up and guess what? I didn't have bad dreams.
1: Really? Great. <laughs> Good job. What?
0: Yeah. What? You didn't ask me. Didn't, <laughs> mm. Anyway, if he, if he, the thing that's funny to me is if he hadn't said that, I would have assumed that he didn't have them. If he hadn't said anything about dreams, my assumption would have been he didn't have bad dreams. <laughs> um anyway uh dora when he woke up dora was working uh and she made him some bacon uh bread and an omelet made from goose eggs and they finished it gave some of it to uh radar and then they did like goodbye hugs radar uh dora hugged radar and they hugged each other yeah and then they walked uh up the hill to the vine covered entrance that he used to get into uh get into the place but before they go he finds the snab once more there the snab jumps on radars back one more time um and uh basically the snap never talks to charlie i yeah. still don't, like not even now does the snab talk directly to charlie um and it just kind of the snap leaves i don't exactly know what the point of the, the snap got there he was like hey snap snap was like yo and then the snap leaves and that's the little interaction he had before the snap's gone
1: yeah just a quick little goodbye i i love the snap yeah just saying like he just pops up at the best times and like he like doesn't talk or anything he's just there i just love him
0: <laughs> he's he's a cute little silent guy i like the snap yeah um but then they make their way inside of the, the well between worlds and um they, basically, they walk there. They get to the steps and Charlie starts. I mean, Radar starts up the steps and Charlie says, no, no, no. Let me go first. So Radar gets behind him and they walk slowly up the stairs. Charlie has to take a break every few, like every few minutes has to take a break because of his wound and he's still weak and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he's just taking it easy, meandering up the stairs. Which is fair. Um, it, yeah. And then they get to the top. Charlie finds that the, his like little stack of books has been left un-, uh, un messed with which is a good sign and so he rises out of the shed
1: when when you said he rises out of the shed i just got this image of him just like slowly floating up
0: (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair it describes it says when he comes out of the books he lifts the books with his head so picture a floor that was covered with books and then some (laughs) books just slowly rise and a guy's head is under (laughs) like hello rising from the floor so it kind of that's kind of what happened Kind of, it kind of just is like him rising from the floor didn't even bother to like there was in a movie, they'd make like a dramatic punch through the books. But in the book, <laughs> he just kind of rises with magazines on his head. Um, and uh, he finds that um, Andy had come through and actually locked the door. And so he has used a sledgehammer to bust down the door, which he does. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he brushed down the door and then he goes uh, back and uh starts walking down towards his towards his dad's house Should and on the way out, he sees a
1: uh Let's point out the fact first that he comes out into 4 inches of snow. So it's snowing now. When he left it was like fairly warm. Oh, off. it's it's now yeah. It's snowing.
0: When he left it was October, I believe. Yeah. Um so like fall. So it wouldn't have been snowing at all. No. Um <clears throat> and uh he sees a a sign on the on a post that says, "Have you seen this boy?" Charles McGree Reed, age 17. Charlie Char- uh, Charles Charlie Reed disappeared in October of 2013. He is 6'4 and weighs 235 pounds. He was last seen, I hate the
1: fact that his middle he name is has, McGee. There's a poster. Why is his middle name McGee? For what reason was that his middle name? <laughs> like, why was that chosen? I hate it. Like, it's the only time we yeah. hear about it, but I hate it. Why did you do this thing?
0: <laughs> they could have made it Lightning McQueen. <laughs> that would have been, what, a, what a reveal it would have been if, if his middle name was like lightning or something and we don't hear about it until just now Charlie Danger Reed has been missing for <laughs> anyway as he walks on the hill towards his, towards his house he finds a little kid uh, who is I think biking and he asks the kid what day is it the kid says Saturday no, I think the and he says what month and the kid says February
1: the kid's gonna go oh, sled. my okay. bad
0: yeah he goes, what month, February? And then he says, uh, what year, 2014? And so there's this whole interaction to find out how long he'd been gone. Uh, and so he's been gone about four months, yep. which honestly, I was, I'm was, i happy because it could have been. He could have said, like, time moves differently. You've been gone for two years. Yeah. But they didn't do that, but which I first appreciate. when it
1: comes out, like, I feel like it kind of almost feels like it's going to be. When you first see, like, the poster and it says October yeah. of 2013, that makes it feel like it's been a yeah. while. But then you find out it's only been four months. So it definitely feels like it has been at least like a couple years, but it hasn't, which is good. Yeah. Okay, Colton. He
0: is terrified, by the way, that his dad. What?
1: Sorry. Sorry. Continue. No, what are you going to say? Okay. I was going to say, I want to do a dramatic reading here. But you continue. Oh, do it. Yes. Where where is it? it.
0: No, you do this. We're doing a dramatic reading. I don't care what you say. Now we're doing it. (laughs) What what part do you want to do a dramatic reading Um, of?
1: I want to do the rest of the chapter, starting from section four. This chapter's not done. the rest of the chapter. Heck yeah!
0: Here it goes.
1: I stood in front of the house for a minute or so, steeling myself to go inside, hoping I wouldn't find my father passed out on the couch with my darling Clementine or Kiss of Death playing on TCM. The driveway had been plowed and the walk was shoveled. I told myself that it was a good sign. Radar got tired of waiting for me and ran up the steps where she sat and waited to be let in. Once upon a time, I'd have a key to the door, but it had been lost somewhere along the way. Like Claudius Trike, I thought, not to mention my virginity. Turned out, it didn't matter. The door was unlocked. I let myself in, registered the sound of the TV, a news channel, not TCM, and then Radar was running down the hall, barking hello. When I entered the living room, she was on her back paws, the front ones planted on the newspaper my father had been reading. He looked at her, and then he looked at me. For a moment, he didn't seem to register who was standing in the doorway. When he did, Shock loosened the muscles in his face. I'll never forget how that moment of recognition made him look both older, the man he would be in his sixties and seventies, and younger, like the kid he'd been at my age. It was as if some interior sundial turned both ways at once. Charlie? He started to stand up, but at first his legs wouldn't hold him, and he plumped back down again. Radar sat beside his chair, thumping her tail.
0: Charlie, is, is that really you?
1: It's me, Dad. This time he made it to his feet. He was crying. I started to cry too. He ran for me, stumbled on an end table, and would have fallen if I hadn't caught him.
0: Charlie, Charlie, thank God. I thought you were dead. We all thought that you were.
1: He couldn't talk anymore. I had a lot to tell him, but right then I couldn't talk either. We embraced each other over Radar, who got between us, wagging her tail and barking. I think I know what you want, and now you have it. Here's your happy ending.
0: oh i just i think How such cute. a cute little scene yeah yeah and it was so easy to not give us that so i'm appreciative that he did yeah because there's like there's like a series here this is better because there's a series called the beyonders in the beyonders it's similar in that people from earth go to like a magical mystical world yeah through different types of portals right and it's two kids One of them has an okay relationship with their family. One of them has a good relationship with their family. At the end of that series, there's like a thing where one person has to say and want us to go. And so a kid, one of the two like children just is like, I'll stay. And even as a kid, when I read that, I was like, what? (laughs) What? What? You're just staying? Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm glad that this this book gave us that scene of them like reuniting, which is good.
1: I also like, can you just imagine his dad like. I mean, I think Stephen King does a fairly good job of, like, explaining, like, in detail his dad's reaction to seeing him again. But can you just imagine you're the Mm -hmm. dad and all of a sudden you're, you suppose dead son and his dog just walk into the house. Like, I feel like I'd be like, oh, my gosh, am I dreaming? Is this real?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it is real.
1: It is real. <laughs> you
0: thought I had more to say you You thought I was going to say something else past but it is real yes. but you, I, I didn't and so it really put us both off guard because neither of us knew what to say um, but anyway okay. that's the end of that chapter and now Cindy's time to wrap it up with the epilogue yep
1: okay so here's the ending so we're now on to the epilogue um, and so it starts off with Charlie talking about the fact that he didn't write this when he was 17 so he's writing this 9 years later um and he's since done like a lot of different reading and writing. He graduated from NYU, uh, which I'm impressed he even got into after skipping school for four months. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's not talked about. How did he? How did he yeah. do this?
0: <laughs> it's I mean, pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, but he graduated from NYU with a <laughs> degree in English, and now he's a teacher at the College of Liberal Arts in Chicago, which he holds a well attended sem- seminar called Myth and Fairy Tales, which I feel like would be a really fun thing to go to
0: oh i would love that
1: yeah um but he wrote this like you know expanded version of an essay he wrote as a grad student that was published in like some journal um you know he's considered a pretty smart like person um so we kind of know that's what he's doing now mm. which is good uh radar is still living um she's obviously older at this point but she's you know she's still alive she's still kicking she's still doing her thing you know which is really good i'm glad that they didn't kill her off at the end (laughs) yeah um he thinks about the fact that he always wonders what happened like what's happening in Empus, what's happening to leia and his friends and dora and all of them like he always wonders about that kind of thing but obviously he can't he can't go back and you know find out um he uh talks about the fact that he eventually he had to show his dad. His dad didn't believe that it was true, but he he was eventually able to convince his dad. So, he tells his dad at first about the bucket of gold. He shows his dad the the door knocker. Um, he sh- obviously radar tell you know he can tell radar is still radar because she's got these like scars from a porcupine on her on her face that didn't go away, and that's how he recognizes mm-hmm. her um yeah so all that what um, what a fun
0: thing to add there at the end also this yeah. dog has been poked by a porcupine just like a little <laughs> bit of character at the end there also this dog got nozzled by a porcupine
1: <laughs> yeah um but so he does eventually imagine like he is eventually able to convince his dad that this is real um we actually find out what happens to christopher polly so we can add him to our our dead list oh. So we find out he's dead um we're not entirely sure how, <laughs> got how him he to died our dead but list. yeah but he he is dead and um part of the reason he's dead is because he couldn't defend himself because he had two broken wrists which is not not great wow
0: charlie you really screwed that pooch didn't you
1: yeah um but we also find out that they told the um the police that what happened to charlie was that he got to chicago radar died and he doesn't remember most of it because he he fell into some trouble and has amnesia. Got knocked on the head. He did eventually get another dog, which they're calling Radar Two. Um, you know that's yeah. what the story they made up for the police is. Um, but yeah, so that's the end of section one. Uh, section two. Uh, they eventually do go and show. Uh, or Charlie goes and shows his dad the well. Um, and so they mm. go. Into down like they start going down the stairs, and his dad's like, you know, where the heck is this? How is this made like that kind of thing? Um, they go out into makes sense. oh for into sure that makes field. sense. Yeah, they go out into the the field of poppies. They see Dora's house, and now his dad obviously knows that Charlie was telling the truth that it's all real. Um, they see the giant like crickets hopping around and stuff like that. Um, and you know, uh, Charlie's dad wants to go and see Dora, but. Charlie's like, no, we shouldn't like, you know, this is the last time we can ever come down here. Um, and so they start going back up, which is sad. It's the last time they ever go down there. Um, we find out that uh short like two weeks before Charlie goes off to college, they uh cement so he Charlie's been working at like a construction place and has learned how to like use cement and stuff. Um and so they start cementing, they cement the floor, they put like a steel like a metal piece down over the, over the well. And then they start, they pour cement over it and completely cement it and never go down. Um, Charlie, you know, his dad, they, Charlie still owns technically the, the properties and they not like selling it or anything. Um, His dad watches over Mm -hmm. it to make sure that no one is like doing anything to it. Charlie, when he comes home, watches over it. Um, And eventually Charlie says that he'll eventually probably move back to, to a century. And, you know, maybe get married, have kids, and if he does have kids, his kids will like when his kids are little. He'll tell them the story. Um, obviously, they won't probably believe it. It'll just be like you know, made up thing. They'll he'll tell him once upon a time stories, yeah. and eventually he'll give the kids the house, and so it'll get passed down through his his family, which I think is really sweet.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, and so that's in a section two, section three. You know, just talks about the fact that he does. You know, dream occasionally. He dreams about you know, and Gog and things like that. And then he dreams, of course, about, about the the poppies. And, you know, that's basically where the story ends. Talks about, like I said, his, his, Mm. uh, he'll tell his kids once upon a time stories if he ever has one, ever has kids. And I just think it's a really cute little ending.
0: I think so too. It's a very good ending to a very good book. I really, really enjoyed it overall.
1: Yes. Um, I want to say one thing that I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, Stephen King does this in all of his books. At the end of this book, it says November 25th, 2020 through February 7th, 2022. And I always wonder what that is, but I believe mm-hmm. that's the time it took him to write the book. So when he started it to when he ended it, which I just think is interesting.
0: That is pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to look it up.
1: I don't know for sure, but all of his books that are, yeah, like all of his books I've read have had that at the end of them. So I just assume that's what that is.
0: Yep, it's it's... Uh, it's it's the dates that he started and ended writing it. That's I mean pretty interesting. I like that. Uh, yeah. but yeah. Okay then. Uh, that's the end of the book. I guess now there's there's really not much else to do except for break the characters one final time. Woo! Let's get yes. this done. We got this. Um, Sydney, you want to read us the quick a quick go over of the week 18 list?
1: Sure do. So we have. Charlie, Leia, Radar, The Snab, Jaya, Eris, Claudia, Percy, Dora, Woody, Dad, Lindy, Doc Free, Stooks, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Jenny, Franna, Annie and Miscellaneous Travelers, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully loaded. Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Massensick, Mr. Ackley, Mrs. Silvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Leeson, Bertie, Coach Harkness, Christopher Polly, is our, our wish you were in jail tier. And then our dead tier, Iota, Boditch Hemi, Mom, Amit, Fremi, Heinrich, Hannah, Gully, Bolt, Tom, Byrne, Yano, Jacka claw Jeff, Red Molly, Aaron, Callan Peterkin, Petra, and Eldon. Wow. Our dead tier is so Holy long. Holy crap. It's like half the size of also, the living
0: tier. Also, let it be known, anybody we dislike ended up dying. So <laughs> every single <laughs> character that we put in the Wish You Were In Jail or Wish You Were Dead tier ended up in those spots I guess that's not true there are a few characters who were in it who escaped Uh, Stux was in it for a time and he escaped without death Uh, did Amit end up dying Amit Amit died yeah yes Amit did die so Stux Stux escaped I guess Um, (laughs) yeah Stux is the only one we disliked who didn't end up dying that's wow we are are very good at this I guess (laughs) (laughs) I thought for sure I thought for sure we wish we wished death upon coach Harkness one time, but we apparently did not. Um <laughs> all righty. I think we should shove Christopher Polly right below Heinrich in the dead tier. Cause I okay. don't think he was as bad as anybody below that. Is, that, is that good by you? Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and then moving characters. I think, let me think. Oh my goodness. Does anybody move really strongly? Uh, I want to move Dad back up higher. I want Dad to start going back up yeah, with the, pe- the people think, he belongs Okay,
1: with. so I think, da- I, th- I think Dad moves up to... I think Dad can move up to below the Snab.
0: Right below the Snab?
1: Yeah. And then I think Aeris and with that. Jaya switch.
0: You think Eris so is I, above I, oh, Jaya? Jaya beats No, I think... Fair enough.
1: Yeah, so Aeris is above Jaya. Um. I think, yeah, Dora gets moved up, I think.
0: To where? Where is Dora? There she is. You just
1: moved her up, didn't you, to the snab? Because she was down here.
0: Oh, wow. How did that happen? What just happened? How did Dora get up? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I tried to move Dad, and I actually moved Dora. Dora deserves to move, but I didn't mean to move her right then. Um, (laughs) I think Dora
1: moves to... I actually think... So I think Dora... So Dad moves up to below the snab, and I think Dora moves up to below Eris. Or actually... Dora
0: goes below Eris.
1: Do you think below Eris or above Eris?
0: I think she goes above Eris. I like her. She was yeah. very, very kind the entire time. I think she yeah. deserves to be remembered greatly in the top six characters.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, um, <laughs> and then...
0: All right. I don't think there's anybody else we really saw who needs to move.
1: Well, Claudia, Maybe. Woody, Percy. We saw all of them. We saw Stooks, We saw Doc Freed.
0: Yeah, but they all, they're on a good spot, I think. I think all that makes sense. Maybe Lindy goes there. I we haven't think, seen Lindy I think, in a while. I
1: think Doc Freed and Lindy switch.
0: Yeah, that, that actually seems fair I think Stux can
1: go up, too. I think Stux can go up above yep. Lindy.
0: He had a, he had a sick, then, fairly funny, funny moment in this chapter, so it seems fair that he would yeah. get in there.
1: And then I think... Um, we technically kind of saw Eye, and we kind of saw Claw, and we kind of saw kellen and petra
0: but i think they stay
1: but i don't yeah, i don't i would agree i so. don't change
0: my opinions on any agree. of them from the based on that
1: yeah right
0: already then now it's time for the final reading of these tier lists as it is until the wrap-up episode where we will make a new more accurate tier list where dead characters get to be mixed in with our favorites Alrighty, yeah. here it goes the week 19 final tier list goes charty I messed up immediately. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Charlie, Leia, Radar, the Snab, Dora. Nope. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not going to edit this. This is the last try before I edit it. If I mess up again, all these are getting taken out. Let's see how it goes. Charlie, Charlie, Leia, Radar, the Snab, Dad, Dora, Eris, Jaya, Claudia, Percy, Woody, Doc, Freed, Stooks, Lindy, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, Jenny, Franna, Andy, Chen. Miscellaneous Travelers, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie.
1: Fully Loaded.
0: Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Mason Sick, Mr. Ackerley, Mr. Silvius, Officer Wilmock, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Coach Harkness. And then in the dead tier, it goes Iota, Boditch, Hammy, Mom, Amit, Fremi, Heinrich, Christopher, Polly, Hannah, Gully, Bolt, Tom, Burned, Yano, Jack Claw, Jeff, Red Molly, Aaron, Kellen, Peterkin, Petra, and Eldon. There we go. This is wow. the entire thing. Start it's to so finish.
1: crazy that we didn't end up with anyone at the very last one who was in the wish you were in jail or wish you were dead, which is crazy.
0: Because all of our wishes came true. It was perfect. All yeah. of our wishes came true. We have um, so many also dead people. Care.
1: Holy heck. There are 23 people who died.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um,
0: anyway, compared to the last book, that we read Warbreaker had several characters who he wished would die, who then later redeemed themselves. This book had very little redemption in this book. If you didn't like the character, you didn't like the character. And so most characters (laughs) you don't like end up dead. So there There was very little like, man, I wish you would die.
1: Yeah. In this book, there was not really much in the way of like plot twists. Like the characters were all like in Warbreaker. If you listen, when, when we did Warbreaker, there's some plot twists and the characters change completely um but in this book for the most part the characters throughout the book were basically just they were basically the you know very similar throughout the entire book of whether we like them yeah
0: or not. in this one what you read is what you get most of the time yeah all righty then i think that's everything i have to say about this this uh these chapters of this book are you are you good to go sydney
1: yep make sure oh wait, you know stick- we have to
0: say some things before we say goodbye though
1: yeah Make sure you stay tuned next Sorry. week for our final wrap up episode. Um, we'll do just kind of a variety of things if you listen to our Warbreaker episode or wrap up episode for that. Um, it'll be similar to that. probably We'll you know, do a final tier list of the characters. Um, we'll do we're gonna probably pick like a cast of the characters and some actors and stuff, so we'll do that. Um, we'll you know kind of discuss our final thoughts. Um, right. We'll do just a variety of things, so make sure you stay here. Make for sure you next tune week. in. Make It'll sure you tune time. in,
0: or else Sydney will <laughs> wish death upon you. And you know from this book that she is 100% accurate. If she wishes it, it will come true. So you better tune in. If
1: I wish it, it will come true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Make sure you pick up uh, Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson for for next book. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Alesia who made our intro and outro music, which is called "Windrunner" remake, and that is A L E Z E I A on Spotify. Uh, and we really appreciate him for for letting us use that music. All right, that's all I have to say. My name is Colin Pratt,
1: and I'm Sydney Lyerly.
0: I love you. Hey. Why are you still here? The show is over.